Go ahead. This Go conference ahead. will now be recorded. My name is Rick Napier, the founder at Real People USA, located in California. And Real People USA, we do three things. We like to talk about capitalism and, and business and, and how people can just do better with that. The second thing is that we help boost Republican candidates' performance uh, using our system of, of connecting with people. And lastly, we love to talk about issues affecting real people. So without further delay, I would like to welcome to our uh, Real People USA uh, podcast, Mr. Darren Aquino. He's a Republican candidate running in District 25, which is Southwest Florida, which includes the communities of uh, Naples and others. So, Mr. Darren, how are you doing? Well, hi, Rick. It's nice to be here with you. I'm happy to be part of the Real People. And uh, I, I'm doing good, you know. Uh, I'm happy to be on the show and talk about my campaign, the state of our country, how I came into this position to run, uh, why I'm running. It's more of a question of our patriotism and the direction the country's going with a president that's radical and not behaving like a president. So uh, there's, there's a lot to it. <laughs> there is a lot to it, but I'm ready to answer any questions to enlighten the American people about me, uh, my career as a national advocate for disabled, starting on the president, Ronald Wilson Reagan, the president who answered my call at 23 years old, a long time ago, but, uh, what he showed me stayed in my heart and made me the patriot I am today. And I will fight and die for this country because of the future that my children have to have. That's the duty of every patriot, to protect the interests of future generations because we are one generation away from losing our freedom. As Reagan said, I just hope this is not that generation. Go ahead, Rick. Exactly, exactly. And I wanna let people know how we met. We connected about a week ago and uh, when we talked, I said, oh, my gosh, here's a guy with an East Coast accent that I haven't heard since I was in New York and since I was down in Florida. And everybody knows that probably 50 percent of Floridians from Orlando all the way down to to the Keys is probably from New York anyway or from the East Coast. So it was just a treat to hear your voice. And uh, you're so exciting to talk to. So, Darren, my first question that I have for you is uh, please uh, let people know you, you, you alluded to it a little bit, but please go into depth about your background before politics. Before politics, I was a disabled child. Um, as the logistics would put it today, I'd be a qualified individual that was disabled. I didn't see it that way. I just saw myself as a little different. When I was old enough to know about six years old, I had a club foot of my left foot which is a deformed figure of your leg. It doesn't get to grow when you're in the womb. But what I didn't know until I was in the age of 20 is that I had polio too. That's why the leg was thinner, but we didn't get diagnosed with that. Growing up, I was bullied like a lot of kids, uh, made fun of because uh, of uh, my limitations. So I tried not to put limitations. I tried to compete with the other kids and run. And having older brothers and sisters and an older brother in the neighborhood, Bullying stopped really quickly. It didn't last long because they didn't want to mess with my brother. And uh, they defended me. But sure enough, after that, we've all become friends. And then they started watching me. And that helped me mold. But later on, as I grew, you know, and got past that, um, I had an accident later. 
and I was married. I had my first child. I was 20, 23. And then I had an accident while I was selling sauce and cheese. Now, this is how I got to Ronald Reagan and started becoming an advocate. Uh, and this is an important story because in it, my whole story is out there. And a lot of people read it and they call me the authentic candidate. And I appreciate everybody who calls me that because I am. I'm not a politician. I'm an American concerned about the direction of this country and what we have to do to change it. And that comes from Congress. So needless to say, uh, Ronald Reagan, uh, after having his car accident, hurting my spine to add insult to injury, I had a sauce and cheese business. Hey, because I come from New York and we sell sauce <laughs> and cheese and I'm Italian and Puerto Rican. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we, we look for opportunity. I didn't look to be lazy. I looked to do more. I would take on anything that anyone would give me. So I wrote to my president. First time I wasn't politically motivated in. I'd never voted. But this this time, this time, this this period, I registered to vote and I registered Republican because that letter went to the president. It's a very emotional story for me. Because <clears throat> I, when I think about it, I'm filled with emotion. And later I'll tell you the part where I met the woman who worked there when my letter came in. Um, I, I, I learned about uh, telegrams and mailgrams. And, you know, I, I have to file for welfare because I have to get money because I can't deliver sauce of cheese because with the club foot and everything, now I hurt my spine, my head. We had a car accident, truck accident in a truck. And in a truck, it's not like a car. You bounce around and you get hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and today in my cervical spine, I have a chip in my neck. It's like the chip in the bone in your neck. I get headaches mm-hmm. every day, but I endure Needless to say, I wrote this to the president and, you know, I'm dyslexic, so I had to dictate the letter. Today, we have devices that I helped um, orchestrate the, the creation of them for people with disabilities, technology on computers. You know, you saw major lawsuits going on. And, and these are the things that I inspired to bring equality. All of this matters because this was started with President Ronald Reagan for me. It made me aware of what I'm to do as an American citizen. Ask for the help, and if I don't get it, fight until I get it. And it wasn't help to, like, let me have the easy way out. Let me have an opportunity for a job. I told the president I'd mop the White House floor because I don't want to be on welfare. I want, mm-hmm. I want my daughter, when she grows, I want her to know that her father, I want her to respect her father, that he fought for her, and that he would take any job. <clears throat> Needless to say, very emotional. The president hear it. took I hear it to it. heart as well. The president took it to heart as well. Needless to say, I got about 15 phone calls from the White House, from his cabinet. He directed all of his cabinet members. A personal memo, and I got all the letters from them. The president has put a memo on my desk that I'm personally to call you. Not his staff, not me. Me, the, the guy from the... Board of Education, the guy from the Department of Labor, the guy from the Veterans Affairs, all these commissioners, everybody he appointed, all of the representatives had to call me to find out what area of my life he couldn't help me. And I told them. And uh, but first, the reason that phone call came was this: after I sent the 15-page letter that uh, I dictated to my wife at the time, uh, telling my medical, and I sent my medical that you know I, I, I you know I didn't know about privacy rights and. HIPAA because we didn't have that law then. Um, but I shared it with him to show that I was honest. I figured, you know, the president's going to answer me. People were laughing at me in the post office. Yeah, he's going to answer you. Well, 
I sent a mailgram, and I said I believed you. And I learned I learned about mailgrams and Western Union, and that a telex is sitting right in the White House, and the president does actually get it or a staff member. I said I believed you. I watched you. I thought you were going to help me. I love my country and would die for my country. Doesn't my country care about me? <clears throat> well, that's when those phone calls came, and the first one came from the Veteran Affairs, because die for your country. Made him think it was a bet. He didn't know. He didn't know、mm-hmm. because they didn't. They didn't have the 15-page letter. But this commission, this person in charge of veteran affairs, called me. I don't remember his name, but I had all the letters. I wish I had them today because they're priceless. They're priceless for the content of the character of President Reagan and what he did for me and how important I was to him. And these are my values today, fighting for Americans. The Reagan, Lincoln. Values and principles of America. So, needless to say, that、um, call came and he says,、uh, "Are you Darren Michael Aquino?" I says, "I am." He said, "I'm calling on behalf of President Reagan. I'm such and such in veteran affairs. Are you a veteran?" I said, "No, but my family is veterans." He says, "The president has given me a direction, a memo on my desk. I'm reading it here, and, and you're suffering some stress. How can I help? The president wants to know what it is he can do to help you." Nice, nice. That's a, that's a that's a great story, and I know you have more details about that.、Uh, let me、yeah. ask you a question about okay, Florida District Twenty Five Republican candidate. What changes that you saw in that area that caused you to run for Congress? In my area, we have one thousand homeless combat veterans, Vietnam and some Vietnam and. Uh, you know、uh, the war on terror in the last twenty years, coming home and being forgotten, and they won't go to a shelter because they're treated worse. They'd rather live on the street. That's a problem for me.、Mm-hmm. Coming from seven generations who served this nation, my cousin and my uncle both served in Vietnam, and my cousin wound up retiring, a full bird colonel, and among other things, you know, he worked like all he knew at the O.D. C.I.A. He did everything. Put his life on the line for this country, and he served honorably. And I got others. My nephew now is currently serving. Look how they're treating our veterans. Look what they did in Afghanistan. What is that? What is that? Ask yourself:、mm-hmm. Is this what you? Is this the vision you have of America as an American? No, it's not my vision. And leaving any veteran on the streets of America. And here we have a great governor, but no governor. Or no elected official without a good staff can accomplish anything that needs to be accomplished. So, you know, listen. I'd be very happy working in my expertise. Bush、uh, was going to hire me, and that, I, I told him I don't want to do anything unless it's around civil rights. That's it. That's what I want to do. Otherwise, I won't serve. I won't go outside the scope of what I know. That's just dumb. You know. So. What what what's going on here is neglect, dereliction of duty, and we had a congressman here. You had Francis Rooney, and you got Mario Diaz Balart. Mario Diaz Balart was in there, eighteen years now, because he、uh, he got over in this race where he was not elected, but went over the election, canceled primary, and the election, giving the appearance that he was unopposed. Opposing comes in the primary. They didn't run that, so nobody could oppose them. That was a complicit act to deprive the American people of another candidate. That's what that was, and we're in federal court for that. So we got things going on here 
you know, you got water issues, clean water issues. Um, you got the sugar cane issues that these people are involved with, and there's some criminal behavior going on there. These guys are sitting back and becoming fat cats. When you serve in Congress, you serve and you leave. You don't stay 18 years. You do four years max and you go. You give your best to the country and you say goodbye. Thank you for that opportunity. You God bless Americans and you move on and let this country go forward. When you sit there and suck the life's blood, take lobbyist money, put it in your pockets, putting battered women here in the streets of Florida. Sitting in tents with their children? Are you kidding me? Enough is enough, and too much is kind of a lot. Coming from New York, it's time for them to go. Get <laughs> That's exactly right. Getting started. <laughs> I mean, that, that, started. New, that New York accent is starting to kick in into high gear. I love oh, it. Oh yeah! Now they're <laughs> going to get it. They're going to get it. I'm, I'm going to bring it. Okay, so so on that on that note, you you mentioned uh, it seems like there's a little corruption going on, but what is the political climate? In the GOP, in your opinion, the good, bad, and the ugly—it's <laughs> always ugly, and sometimes it's good. Because you got a few good guys, but a lot of bad guys, which makes it ugly. Okay, because you got folks here that they're called rhinos—they're fake Republicans. They're in there for position and power, and they push candidates that will suit, satisfy their agenda. Versus the need of the American people in the district or the perspective uh, perspective district of citizens around you know because you, know, you got you got a division of several congressmen within the state so you got a party that's got rhinos in them just because it's a red state doesn't mean it's not criminal listen Republicans aren't Boy Scouts okay some of them are great scouts patriots a lot of them and a lot of them are not. And they're in areas that are harming the people by putting in candidates that don't know their ass from their elbow, and that's just the way it is. Okay, mm -hmm. am I going to go in? And the people bless me to be there. I'm going to serve and I'm going to leave. I'm not going to stay, and that's all there is to it. I want to give what I can from what I learned, giving the wisdom and knowledge, fixing the civil rights, our justice system. I'm going to make laws. Here's the one that's important. This is where it upsets. We have a president that's radical, crazy, leftist, socialist, criminal, communist. Call him whatever you want. Sleepy Alzheimer Joe. He's got to go. Why? Because the interest of the American people and the institution of president is the character of the American people. And if you got a reckless leader sitting in there, whether he's got Alzheimer's or just a bad attitude, he's got to go because his voice represents everybody. The same one that left our Americans in Afghanistan. That's an act of treason. That says take them by the ass and throw them out the door. But they、mm -hmm. don't do that. They want to be diplomatic. You don't be diplomatic. When I get to Congress, I will legislate or amend the Constitution first and foremost. No president can be pardoned another president. And once you once you suffer impeachment. Like Bill Clinton, you don't get called Mr. President. You don't get Secret Service. You don't get a pension when you disgrace and defame the office of the people, the integrity of the country. You lose everything. We don't sit and give you a party later.、Ah, thank you, Mr. President. You defamed the office. You screwed a young girl and, and the institution, the, the Oval Office, the office of power and authority. When when Reagan walked in, he wouldn't go in the Oval without a suit on. In the respect for the office, forty-one Bush, G.W. Another president that I love, who supported me. 
He go in the office and to write the letters to the families sitting there, dictating from the office of power. His heart and his concern for the sacrifice of their children. He goes in there and he makes a girl, a child, get on her knees. He's lucky I wasn't her father. He's real mm-hmm. lucky I wasn't her father. We can't have that. We can't have that. So we need leaders that come in to Congress, do their job. They're complaining about the wrongs. They're saying this is why they're running. Well, get out there and do something. Otherwise, sit down and let somebody else do it. I'm ready to do it. I'm willing to do it. And I'm going to spend a short time because my family's future matters. I have a young daughter that's a little bit older than Monica Lewinsky was. If that would have been her, he would have no place to hide. No place to hide. If he did and defamed my daughter, a flower. Are you kidding me? We cannot have that kind of behavior. It's not okay. When a good old boy says, I'm very disappointed that Bush cut him a break, 43. You don't give him that break because it's what? It's the presidential club? That's that's our club. That belongs to you, Rick, and me. We give them the privilege to sit there. And I'm sick and tired of that. So I'm going to be the guy that stands up for guys like you and me and the women and men of America who love this country. No more defaming us. That's out. Because we have enough enemies and we'll fight them all. Bring what they think they got. Okay, if you think you got it, bring it. But I'm not going to allow this anymore. I'm going to fight with my heart. I'm going to run to this seat with my best. I will never fail you. I will never lie to you. I will never defame the office. Yes, I'm a man, but the women are not allowed. <laughs> There's none of that shit's going to happen around me. Because listen, I get it. Some people get vulnerable. It, it is a possibility. But listen, you don't put yourself in the fire if you don't want to get burned. You know what I mean? Like Alec Baldwin. You don't shoot that gun unless you know it's empty. I'm an actor. I know. I worked on a police show for three seasons. Gun safety. You don't. That's the arrogance. The guy gets this because he's Democrat. He thinks he can do whatever he wants. He's Superman, right? Or he thinks he's the Teflon Don in Hollywood. Guess what? You killed a young woman. You left her <laughs> children without a mother. This is the kind of behavior that America is being led by far left Democrats, socialist criminals. We can't go, we gotta go back old school. Old school, you break the rules, you'll get punished. Real simple. You get impeached, you'll lose everything. You don't come to the party after, oh well, uh, you know, Clinton, uh, Donald Trump would never have done that. Because you don't do that. You don't do that. You see, they talk about the Donald, but the Donald, let me tell you, the president, sorry, I got to call him president now, because he earned that. He was the president that did more than the last three presidents for this country. Last time we seen that was Reagan, okay? And and he's a good man. Yeah, listen, he's got some personality flaws. We didn't hire him because of his personality. We hired him for his skill and his talent on how he became a land baron, I like to call him, a, a real estate mogul making deals here and across the country all around the world he made good deals he went and made a good deal for america they didn't like it because he pulled us out of world order business too bad he doesn't want america to be enslaved by any other country we're the country that leads they can follow but you're not going to incorporate us as part of your group you understand he was holding on to the independence of america i'm privileged to know the Donald and coming to the family restaurant keeps, you know, I don't know him that good. It's hello, how are you, Donald? Casual like that. 
but he's come to the restaurant. We know him. I sat at the table with him. Ivanka was a baby. He was bouncing around on me. It was 30 years ago, maybe, maybe longer, right? He didn't even have a little baron yet, okay? He was with uh, the other wife. And meeting him at the table, he was laughing because my father brought me over to meet him. He gave money to my father's organization. And by the way, I had America's number one civil rights group, Advocates for Disabled Americans, Veterans, Police, Firemen, and Families. It's a civil rights group. All of the members are disabled. Nobody gets paid. We take donations, but the members donate so that we can fight our own fight. We're not looking for a handout. It's all about a hand up. That's how America prospers. That's how America comes together when we fix our own problems. And we can do that. So if I get this office, I will fix the problems. I will work closely with the people. I will be available. If you look at the old footage, look at me from the 19th district. Watch, nobody was interviewed like me. Do you know why? I was the promise candidate. I was the one that promised and they believed that Democrats were supporting me because they saw my love for country and people. That if you care, I care. If you don't care, well then I don't care about you because we're in this together. We are That's in this right. together. So, you know, old New York street credo, right? We're in That's this right. together <laughs> or we're not. So, you know, you understand. So yes, even I the do. reporter said he's bringing, the reporter said he's bringing New York creed to the streets of Florida. Yes, I am. It worked in New York. Frank Sinatra said it, not me. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Yep. They've even, look what they did to New York. Look what that murdering governor did to New York. A kid that came from New York, his father, a good governor, Andrew, Mario Cuomo, was my father's friend. And he helped me in the early days, right after Reagan with my advocacy. I was helping a disabled person with compensation. I have no law degree. I taught myself over the course of 35 years the law. I dedicated myself. If I'm going to be good, I got to be focused and dedicated. And that's what I'm going to do for the people here in the 25th district. I will be dedicated and I will show you that my first term and I will do it my second term and I will say goodbye. I will not take a pension as much as you beg me. I may seek one term in the Senate if the people encourage you. Otherwise, I'm done. But I will do good things. I will bring laws to the table that benefit the American people. Not the Congress, not the Senate, but the people in my district and the country of, that I love and will die for. The United States of America, not the corporation. I, to I like it. I totally like it. And again, this interview was something I was highly anticipating because I know that you would speak your heart and speak your mind. So Darren, can you give people contact information of how to get in touch uh, with you in your campaign, like your website? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, if you wanna support this, and listen, folks, support me. You can support me from anywhere in the country because it's up to all of us to take back our Congress. Congress is the most important body that we have in this government, and you can reach me at, it's real simple, www. A-Q-U-I-N-O, number four, congress.com. My platform is there. It's going to be up there, just changing the numbers on it. It was ridiculous to build a whole new site uh, just to change from 2020 to 2022. And the issues, the only thing that we have additional is uh, we have to strengthen the civil rights, which is, it's on there already. Um, civil rights, justice, all of these things that I was fighting for have just become worse 
since the last Congress and how they doing now in their first year. Not so good. So I want to I want to say one thing that's real important. If we want to take back our Congress and make them in submission to the people, consider this. Let us vote in a brand new Congress, both Republican and Democrat. I'm not against Democrat. I'm against these criminals that are wearing the flag of Democrat because not only are they defaming Democrat, they're hurting the country. My parents were Democrat. They were moderate. They if you were good, they vote for you. Old school New Yorkers. Rudy Giuliani, Democratic city. How is this the Republican mayor did two times? Because mm-hmm. people want change and they want promise. They want somebody to do their job. I'm going to do like Rudy did. I'm going to do like Reagan did. But I'm going to do it with my flair, with my passion. Because these guys only inspired me to be a better me. And that takes a soul search. You have to search yourself. Because at the end of the day, I don't want my kids to say like, like uh, Chelsea Clinton will say, yeah, but my dad was a prostitute in the, in the White House. And he was banging mm-hmm. girls. I don't want my kids to say that. I want my kids to say, my dad, my youngest daughter, she said, and I'll leave you with this. She said, I want to be a kid like my dad. My daughter's working in mental health care. And she said, dad, I want to go back to school and get more, more degrees. I said, I'm proud of you, Rachel. And that's what she's doing. So if I could do it and inspire my own children, imagine what I could do for others in the halls of Congress, opening the doors and opening their eyes to the truth. Okay, we're taking away things. We got to give things back. We've given away everything to everybody. When you got Ilhan Omar and even Mario Diaz-Balart in agreement to taking care of refugees before you take care of American soldiers, 70,000 on the streets of America down in California, and Nancy Pelosi walking around eating designer ice cream, $50 a quart, and they're hungry in the pandemic. And then Kamala Harris says the veterans could take care of themselves. They didn't hire you to take care of themselves. They hired you and elected you to make the change that they're crying for. Now you've put Americans in a position here and in New York. I'm watching my friends and family. My brother's a cop in New York. My nephew's a cop in a 7-5 precinct. My future son-in-law, my other nephew, Frankie, is working with the TA. We have to bring New York. New York is the example. Everybody watches New York. So today is election day in New York. I want to tell you voters in New York, vote your conscience because you'll pay for it later. Okay? Eric Adams is not a good choice. Don't vote that way. Vote the conscience of yourself and the future you see yourself in. That's how you got to vote. When you look at your candidate, you want to encourage everybody. Do your homework. Okay? If you Google Darren Aquino, nothing but facts come up about me. And if you like those facts, you don't have to be, I support candidates in other districts. Youngkin, okay, I'm supporting him, okay? Why? Because he's good for the state. Look at the garbage we got that killed 22,000. They lied to you, it wasn't 15. Mar- I'm gonna make laws that we could investigate and put panels when a governor does that. This was the wake up call. This was the wake up call. This pandemic wakes up America. Nobody's sure going to jab you when I'm a congressman. When I'm a congressman, I show you this, Rick. Nobody's going to jab you and force you to wear a mask. And that's all there is to it. I will I get out it. and fight any of them in the halls of Congress. Let me tell you, I'm a street kid. We'll rumble in the, in the halls of Congress. If they think they got it, come and bring it. Because if they're not there serving you, they're serving themselves. And that's got to stop. So I'm encouraging all Americans today on this election day. Let's do 
what matters for us. I'm not a, I'm not a politician. I am a Republican candidate with the beliefs of Lincoln and Reagan to do what's right. The candidates of equality. Equality matters. We, are, we, we don't, we, listen, we don't have a systemic racist problem. We do have racist. We have police brutality. We have it. A friend of mine, a, a gay Jewish man that I know, who's a friend of mine to the organization. He was brutalized by a cop. He was denied medical attention. That's unacceptable. Everybody is entitled to medical treatment after a car accident, not to be solicited a statement out of him to push it more towards a DUI when he doesn't drink at all. Do you understand exactly. his profile? He was profiled, and I'm sorry to say it was in a conservative town. Sorry to say, we don't do that. That's wrong. Justice is for all and not for some. But I promise you, as your congressman, I will never fail you. I'll leave first. I will save face for my family. We need to, the American people right now, all of you listening, you need to come out and do your job. This country was burdened for us to keep it safe. To protect and defend all enemies, foreign and domestic, and to the republic for which it stands. We are the ones that make it stand. If we cave now, they win. Don't let them win. Don't cave. That's right. This is our country. This is our country. Let's keep it. All righty. Well, I want to thank uh, Florida Republican candidate, District 25, that's Southwest Florida, Darren Aquino, who's running and... Uh, it's been a treat and a pleasure, and you're welcome back anytime to let us know or give us any updates of how your, your campaign is, is running or, or moving forward. And, uh, and please, please, listeners, listen to what this man said. You know, Virginia, I think there's a vote in the Virginia, there's voting in New York. Um, you know, do the right thing. You know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. My name is Rick Napier of Real People USA. You can find us on the web at RP usa.org you can call us at 602-805-7000 thanks a lot and make it a great day thanks a lot darren thank you rick all right bye-bye